Hello, welcome back to another episode of Pro Try News. We are not your typical podcast. Our goal here is to give you a bird's eye view of triathlon, specifically from the racing field. Um, we'll go through race predictions, uh, race results, as well as news in and out of the sport. I'm your host, Kyle Glass, joined today by Mr. Talbot Cox after his adventure in Chattanooga. Oh yeah, I'm back. Uh, we have Mark Matthews. It looks like you're back in your closet. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, thanks for the patience the last couple of weeks. I've been on the road, I've been on my laptop, no microphone, really late at night. So back in the game this week. Thanks for having me. And Chelsea Burns, how was your time in Malibu? It was exceptional. I had the chance to see a lot of superstars. It was very fun. And hold the gold medal. And I held the gold medal. So I was I thought yeah. it was really heavy. Isn't it crazy how heavy those medals are? Yeah. I asked if it was worth it. What'd she say? Uh, I think she laughed. <laughs> so that means yes. I think it means yes. I actually can't remember what she said. I think she said yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> But, but before we dive in, I just want to, uh, I know we've addressed this a few times, but I just want to address it again. We aren't your typical podcast, just like what Kyle mentioned earlier. We're not here uh, interviewing athletes. We're just speaking our mind. Probably, well, anything that comes out of my mouth is going to be controversial. But, and probably uh, wrong. We're speaking our <laughs> and probably. Well, no, I wouldn't say probably wrong. Definitely wrong would be a better <laughs> words. To, so, I mean, we're really just speaking our mind. Uh, we, we kind of have some connections in the industry. Uh, well, everyone else does. I just feed fake news. But so I, we, we offend a lot of people and we're sorry for that. But, you know, we just speak it how it is. So we will dive right into the first segment. We don't have to apologize. Yeah, true. Don't apologize for your content. True. ESPN doesn't send out an apology and be like, oh, sorry guys, we were wrong. Tom Brady actually is still the GOAT, so. And also, don't apologize for who you are, Talbot. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but let's dive right in to Super League Malibu, which actually was, I was so stoked to watch it, and I was watching the entire event. That was the best and race I've ever had, watched. Best Super League race. We had someone who was there did you on guys, the ground. Did you guys actually watch it? Or are you just saying that? I watched it 100%. No, 100%. no. I, I, I watched the entire thing. I yeah. watched it with Lionel before uh, in Chattanooga. I watched it too, It was the first too, Super yeah. League race I've watched completely other than the arena games whenever uh, Beth bought a race. Wow. Well, you probably saw more than I did. I think it's easier to watch on the video than it is in, in the flesh. But yeah, we were keeping you up to date on the phone, weren't we? Yeah, you were. I was asking who had the short shoes. It's very confusing being a spectator on the beach. Were the waves as bad as they looked in the video? Because they looked pretty intense. No, they weren't. I think they were definitely bigger the day before when they did a preview. But what happened was, for the most part, there wasn't really much chance to catch a wave. But there would be a random wave that would come in and some people would catch it. So it was kind of funny on the third round... I think Flora was leading the swim, and then the group of, I don't know, numbers three through six caught the wave and actually came in way ahead of her, or not way, but a bit ahead of her, just that luck and chance ability to catch a wave um, comes in, which, I mean, it makes the swim a little bit different than if you have the swim in a, a flat body of water, like Jess obviously dominated those first three swims, and then you put in an ocean environment where they have to run and the wave element is there and you'll definitely see uh, a different 
I think swim. I think it's easy to say that Jess couldn't swim as well in the sea, but it was uh, unequivocally the left hand side was at a massive disadvantage. Yeah, I think that was the general consensus that um, that right side was way better, and that was where F- Flora Duffy was placed. I think Jess is also someone who isn't a fan of the sea swims. She's yeah. told me that before that she doesn't like an ocean swim. Um, but I do need to make a note. I need to offer a formal apology to Flora on the air because I did say in the podcast last week that I didn't think she could swim with Jess and she definitely outswam her in this sea swim. So I told her I'd make an apology and there it is. Wow. And happy birthday to Flora. Yeah, it's also her birthday today. So happy birthday and I'm so sorry I'll never doubt your swimming again. Um, we can roll right through results. Obviously, uh, Flora Duffy won the race. Second place, Georgia Taylor Brown, and third place, Katie Zafiris. Um, Which was the Olympic the th- podium. I don't know if you mentioned that. Wow, I didn't even put that together whenever I was writing the notes. Yeah, so Super League probably couldn't have paid all the money in the world to get that, so they got pretty lucky. Dang, that's pretty cool. Um, and then the way that the results shaked out, Georgia Taylor Brown actually won the series, and Jess got second, Katie got third. A little bit outrageous that you can win yeah. three out of the four and then lose the overall. And and it's not like she came last in the the last race either. She was fourth. No. Like, there's they need to re- re- review the points there. That's not fair or right, is it, really? No, I don't think it's fair or right at all. I, I mean, obviously, there were more points attached to the quote-unquote championship race that was Malibu, but I think... Most of the athletes in the race would have agreed that Jess deserved that overall win. Did, well, did you speak with her? Was she upset about it? Or was everyone kind of getting the feeling like this is kind of a joke and we're all, we all just had a lot of fun? I think that obviously it's a little... She's probably, I'm sure, a little frustrated. I didn't talk to her too much about it. I mean, it's a lot of money on the line. But at the end of the day, I think uh, it's a series that everyone had fun with. And they were pretty tired and ready for it to be over by the end. Yeah, that makes sense. And obviously Georgia, so I don't know if you said this, but Georgia took that overall series win and she um, had her fair share of bad luck and uh, misfortune throughout with a few crashes and then that almost disqualification. So And the luck. She yeah. didn't get disqualified. You know, she wouldn't have won if she'd been disqualified and they let her back in with a little... Yeah. Rule flexibility. But obviously a very deserving winner as well. I mean, Olympic yeah. medalist and former world champion. So not like she just got lucky there. But And and we, we definitely have to address the uh, terrible transitions of Lucy Charles. Lucy and Reese will probably listen to this. Uh, and, and, and I think that this they will definitely work on this. But it's, it's kind of like something, a transition is something that you can more than likely fix overnight getting faster at the run getting faster at the swim is something that would say that takes more time um but i mean extremely impressive swims by uh lucy i mean she would be so close to that front pack but it is truly insane to see how important transitions are at the world class level Um, i mean she was coming she was getting onto the bike ahead of all them well she was in front of them and then they'd just be like yeah it wasn't transitions i mean maybe a little bit of transitions but it was also the bike riding i mean she would she came out of transition at least on that first leg in the front of the race and was 
passed and dropped by those first few girls. And obviously, it's but she, not a she strength was thing. She was, but it's a skill. Which she was putting on her shoes, though. Yeah, but um, she, Chelsea's right. You know, she she almost got. Yeah, Chelsea's right. She almost got lapped, like clocked out at one point. She was one point off from being ridden out of the race. Yeah, she looked. She looked pretty pretty uncomfortable riding around this entirely parking lot course so it was quite technical there was this one turn there was about 190 degrees and I was staying there at one point and it was like oh cringe just to kind of watch him narrowly scrape through it every time but it I mean yeah I guess though the um before we dwell on Lucy Lucy got a lot of coverage on the tv so we shouldn't give her too much here we should focus on the super league girls and um, but I would say that Talbot's right you know you should be able to fix transitions overnight and they were still an issue you know, the cornering might take her months. That's a, that's a skill that you develop over time. But it was disappointing, I thought, to see the transitions were still an issue. But, hey, she can't focus on that when she's just won the 70.3 World Champs the week before. But let's leave Lucy because she got all the coverage the week before. I agree. Love it. Uh, the men's, we had a great sprint finish with Alex D and Martin Van Riel. Um The series win also went to Alex D. Uh, Hayden Wilde. Narrowly edged out in second place, and then Johnny Brownlee in third. Yeah, that finish was really, really good. I think that we've complained a little bit about the short shoot depriving us of sprint finishes, but in this case, uh, it was Martin Van Riel who had a short shoot, who is, I guess, not exactly in the running league of Alex E and maybe Hayden Wild, but the short shoot actually looked a bit shorter than it has in the previous races to me. Maybe, maybe it was just no, I thought so the way well, I yeah. saw it. But Martin Van Riel took that short shoot, and then Alex Yee and the pack kind of didn't take too long to catch him back up, and Martin Van Riel hung there and uh, entered that finish shoot in a total sprint finish um, that ended in a dive, which was a pretty exciting one to watch. And then Vasco was actually third, so it was just a really um, full-on until the very end I of that s- men's race. I still don't like the short shoot. I just... I don't get it. I don't know why we need it. I I thought it ruined the women's race a little bit for me because it it might not have re- affected the result, almost certainly not, but the entire race you knew how it was going to end. There was no way Duffy was ever going to lose with the short shoot. You could sort of hope that maybe Georgia could take her on the run. It'd be exciting. But as soon as you knew she had that short shoot, it was job done. Yeah, I was actually standing with Dan, who's Flora's husband and um, in extreme advisor. And he was telling me that uh, he didn't think she was going to take it, even though she'd earned it. He thought, oh, she'll just, you know, not use it because it, it shows weakness, which would have been cool. But I mean, me and Kat she, said is, that. she is a human and took it. So <laughs> yeah, no, we said that we were like, oh, God, I hope she doesn't take it. I think she might not take it. Uh, but hey, I, why wouldn't you? And, and, and I think that the short shoot was a lot earlier than the finish line in this yeah. event. Yeah, it was. And that's kind of what enabled us to see that battle um, with Martin Van Riel and Alex Yee at the very end, is that Yee had time to bridge back up to him and um, go for it in the end. See, I, 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 I'm more of a fan of it if it's a lot earlier in the race, like right kind of when the run starts. I mean, I don't think it was right when the run started, but at least it's not the finish shoot that it's like, yeah, that was, I mean, just my point. Maybe they listen to the podcast and they're like, oh, no, they're right. I highly doubt it. <laughs> and Christian Blumenfeld? I mean, I, I, I said it. Respect. <laughs> yeah, I loved I mean, what was he doing? He said complete lunatic. It's so yeah. good to see. 
Yeah, Christian Blumenfeld, Olympic champion and world champion 2021. If anyone didn't watch, he just absolutely went for it in the first two rounds, which the only point of the first two rounds was not to get eliminated. You didn't get anything out of winning the race. And he just took upon, took it upon himself to dominate everyone and uh, didn't quite hold it together for the third one, but was still pretty much a I sort of I wondered, for those first two rounds, it would be interesting if you got to pick your pontoon position based on your finishing place in the first two rounds. Because then at least it would change something. And especially in this race, it would have mattered. Yeah, sorry, one more thing about... That would have been nice if they could have opted and made it more to that right side, which clearly had the swim advantage. But this race, the way it was structured, was three back-to-back races. Not entirely back-to-back, there was a four-minute break, which is nothing when you realize in those four minutes, which starts from the time the first person finishes, they have to go set up their bike in transition and actually make their way back down the beach, which involves a good bit of sand walking to get to that starting line. So they were so rushed and you could just kind of see them finally making it back down to that starting line, um, breathing quite hard still. But yeah, this isn't really relating to what you just said, but I wanted to say that. No, no, it's, it's, it's a good point. And I, the, with the three races, it made me question the start positions more. I don't know why they didn't change the way you started on the start line between each three races, just to make it a little bit fairer. Um, but yeah. Hey. Next time, Malibu. Next time. Next time, for sure. Uh, speaking of next time, we'll have the Arena Games, April of 2022, um, in Rotterdam. So that'll be the next time we see Super League. Uh, in the triathlon world. Also, uh, retirements from this weekend. Jillian Saunders uh, has now retired from triathlon. Uh, great. And Marco, race with her a lot. Marco Vanderstel as well, I think. Those two, they had a little bit of an announcement on there last evening, who was part of the Netherlands relay that was fourth in the Olympics. Um, nice. So, yeah. Uh, we can move on to... You want to do European champs, Valencia? Um, I don't have a lot for you results-wise. I just wanted to note that it happened because we brushed over that last week, that there was, uh, I mean, not a World Series World Triathlon race, but a European champs is a significant race for all the Europeans, um, which was in Valencia. Um, I think your winners were Dorian Connix and uh, Swiss girl, Daron, I think. But I don't know much more than that. Oh, yeah, she's coached by um, the same guy. Yeah, Brez Hutton. Uh, 70.3 Augusta. There was some fast times here. Uh, a lot of swim times and a lot of run times fell. Um, legitimate, maybe, possibly. Was there some controversy no during the mids race? Well, there's no chart. No, I mean, it's not a legitimate half marathon if Filippo Azevedo ran a 106.02. Um, but it, it, I'm, sorry, I'm allowed to believe it's the exact same course as last year, though. Correct. It's and, been... it, and it was a lot cooler on the day as well. Yeah, so the men's results, Felipe Azevedo won, Jason West third, and Timbo Reed third. Um, Azevedo just had an insanely fast ride. Uh, sorry, run. A uh, really impressive run. Um and then in the women's side, Ellie Salthouse won, uh, Tamara Jewett, and uh, Daniela Lewis. Um, Azevedo was probably a slight surprise win. No one was surprised by Ellie Salthouse winning. Uh, Tamara Jewett's uh, 113.08 is incredibly fast. 
But I, I, I'm inclined to believe that the run was a bit short if Azevedo ran a 106.02. Um, things worth mentioning, I, I put in this, if it's the exact same course, and I, I could be wrong, I had a look and it looked the same, how does Felipe Azevedo go three minutes faster than Lionel Sanders did last year and score 25 points less on the, the PTO system? That to me is, I, I just don't understand, but hey, someone can understand me about it. And Tamara Jewett, um, Kyle hasn't stopped talking about her in his sleep, when he showers, on the podcast, the whole time. And uh, she's pulled it out of the bag with an incredible result, but still couldn't catch Ellie's salt house. Just missed out, less than a minute. So I'm over the moon that Ellie won, though. Uh, she's had a stellar year, so it's good to see her get back to the winning ways after 70.3 Worlds rather quickly. Um, and she's racing again this weekend, seventy point three Memphis. So, three in a row. Yeah, her um her performance was no no necessarily not necessarily any better than it was at the Worlds though. The gap between her and Tamara Jewett was less, I think, uh, this time round than it was at the Worlds. So, you know, she's she's back to her winning ways, but um, it's you know let's not let's not kid herself. She's she's probably still still not finding her form that she had earlier in the year, but that might come back soon. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, let's dive into 70.3 Cosmel. Uh, the men's race, Luciano Tacone won his first ever pro race with a 115 run. Uh, second place was Emmanuel Lewin. And third place, Fernando Toldi. Um, we're believed that, lead to believe that, led to believe that the swim was relatively slow this year um, due to the current. The swim times were like. Yeah. Almost ten minutes slower than last year. So ten minutes. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's that's it's more just... than relatively slow. Yeah. Usually, usually you could backstroke at a one minute pace on this course. So let's not. It, it's a di- it probably it's, had this, to the swim swims one no directional, current. so it depends on the current completely. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, women's race: Cecilia Perez um, wins after coming third there last year. Second place: Leslie Smith, and third place. Romina Belena. Um, Holly Lawrence did end up going to race and um, found herself out after the bike course. So, she should have listened to the podcast. <laughs> she wouldn't have raced if she had listened here. <laughs> I found it pretty interesting, though, because she had a seven-minute lead off of the bike, ran through mile one with a seven-minute lead, and I'm just like, I mean, I'm sure there's probably... Maybe an injury or something. I'm not. Uh, I don't really know. But I don't think seven. So. Did you see her social? I, thought, I quite enjoyed it. It was just she was like, I'm just really, really tired, and I want to be on holiday. And she just stopped and carried on with her holiday. I, I hope that's the truth, and I'm. Sure, I have no reason to believe it wasn't. But it was just she looks at the camera and she says, "I'm just really, really tired." Uh, Fair enough. Such Enjoy a Forrest Gump. Such a Forrest Gump answer. It's yeah. like, I think I'm she pretty run, tired. Runs, I think I'll go home now. She runs by a bar and is like, ah, screw this. Yeah. Back Good to you. I hope she enjoyed her holiday. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, do you want to give us Iron Man Chattanooga? Yeah, we'll dive right into Iron Man Chattanooga. I mean, it was a uh, fantastic day. Unlike 70.3 Worlds, I was with the males this time go around not the uh, females um and so I'll, I'll dive into that race real quick i mean it's the current swim so you can't be impressed by anyone's swim times here 
uh, Lionel and Sam and Joe Skipper all making the front pack, uh, not with the leaders, but the front pack. So whatever to that. But I mean, I, I hate to sit here and say motos, motos, motos. We say it every freaking week, but there was just nothing more disappointing uh, to see the motos on this course. Poor Joe Skipper and Sam Long tried to get away. They opened up a gap, and the motos come right behind Joe Skipper, <laughs> right when there's a 20-meter gap, and Ben Hoffman and Cody Beals come straight back up to him, and they're literally riding like a meter behind the motos, and then the moto gets back out of the way. The gap, they put another surge, they open it up, and when it's when it, the gap is 15 meters, the moto's like, oh, well, we can get in between them now. Goes right back in between them. And so I had to go up on the media moto and explain to the moto driver that you can't, when the gap opens up, you can't get right there. So uh, after I explained that to the motorbike driver, uh, Cody Beals and Ben Hoffman went backwards extremely quick. But then again, I, I really don't even think it's that. I think it's just this course, once they hit the second loop, I mean, it was the most dangerous Ironman course I've ever been on in my life. Uh, in fact, I didn't even film on this on the second loop. It's, there's too many people out there in cars because it's a, it's a one-lane road, and they're trying to visit, watch the race, see their friends racing and all that. I think this is an incredible course for uh, amateur race that they can do two loops, but a professional race... Ah, not a good course. Uh, the women's race, Sky absolutely annihilated the field. Uh, I don't know if there is much of a women's field. Sky won by 26 minutes. And we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on her PTO points here in just a little bit. But uh, other than that, uh, Sam Long ended up walking on the day, didn't have it in his legs. Uh, ben Hoffman and Lionel Sanders punched their Kona tickets for October as Joe Skipper already got his previously in Switzerland. So, um yeah, incredible, incredible day. Where do we start? Um, it, <laughs> there's, there's lots of cool stuff about this race, because there's actually some good stuff to talk about. So you go with the swim, and that, that down current swim massively helps slower swimmers. Because at the front, you have to outswim the current. At the back, you, you get pulled along to the pace of the current. So if you look at the back of the men's race versus the front of the men's race, compared to any other race, it's incredibly close. So the likes of Joe Skipper mm. get pulled along by the current, whilst the likes of Hoffman and the people at the front, uh, Cody Bills, etc., are trying to outswim the current. And that means a really tight field. It, then if you look at the gap between the men's and the women's, it's like a minute and a half from the women's to the men's. So the slower swimmer you are, the bigger advantage you have by that current, which is why the women's field's times were... The advantage is massive. But the same applies. You know, the women's... The back of the women's field gets towed up to the front of the women's field. So that was the swim. I think that's partly why the women's points were so good, but also Sky had a great day. Um, the bike, yeah. The, the, the bikes, the motos, sure. Joe Skipper, though, getting stuck in his biggest gear towards the end of that ride... And uh, just realising that because he's stuck in his largest gear, which any, if any of our listeners want to know, was a 6011 tooth gear. Uh, Joe Skipper rode the last, I don't know, 12, 15 miles in. Um, I don't know if you watched him grinding that out. He was pushing like 60 cadence. And that's when he dropped Sam Long, uh, just because he had to, because he couldn't push less watts if he wanted to. So he spat Sam Long while stuck in a 6011 tooth. It's got to be fairly awkward. And then still have the fastest run of the day. Um, yeah, and Sky Munch destroyed the field. Whoever put here on the notes, by the way, Sky Munch, Munch is the field, 
should know better. It's Maunch, not Munch. <laughs> I I went back and forth with her a lot because I was texting her and I was like, should I say Sky Munch Munches or should I say Sky Munch Launches? It's good. I like it either way it works. And yeah, let's go points. What do you reckon? I mean, I, 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 I kind of agreed with the points. I think the male points were fairly accurate. Uh, Skipper had a great day. Uh, Jan Ferdino would have went faster, which would have been like a 107 performance, of course. And so I thought that 100 points for the male race was pretty pretty accurate. Uh, I believe that Sky um, received for that race. I think she got 107, I want to say. Yeah, is, no, 106 is that what she got? something. 106. In my opinion, I think that uh, that's a pretty fair assessment. And, and like I said, again, you can't compare the female points to the male points. No. So... Don't, so for people listening, don't don't do that. The problem is with the points, and so the, so, so there's a disclosure of bias here. Um, that points meant that Sky jumps above my wife Cat on the point ratings, and um, they've raced three times this year, and Cat's beat her on all three. So that's a disclosure of bias. But I will also say that Cat scored 106 points for Ironman UK, arguably her weakest Ironman performance. So I, I'm not picking on Sky's points per se being more wrong than points that Cats received. So move on from that. All you would have to say, though, is Sky scored more points for winning an Ironman against an absolute nobody field than Jeannie Metzler scored for coming second in the Ironman 70.3 World Champs. There's just something that doesn't reward competition. Nine minutes, though. But you guys said everyone had bad races at 70.3 World Champs. But... you still have to put yourself on the start line and bang a result in, and it's an individual sport where you have to score results. Like, let's move away from Sky. Let's take Laura Phillip this year. She's not raced anyone in the top 10 of the points once, all year, and yet she's third. What? Cause she's, and she's gotten 109 points and 115 points. Like, yeah, that's and she's not raced a single person in the top 10 all year. Well, if the PTO wants to encourage competition and media coverage and excitement with the sport, what you want to do is bring people together and encourage them to race each other and make exciting races like they did with Daytona last year. But if you can come third in the world rankings, bag, I don't know, what is it, 75 grand without racing anyone good, and she's raced some good people, obviously, that's not, that's not pushing promotion in the sport. Do you think we'll ever get in a scenario to where no. PTO's like, okay, we want to have this person and this person all race each other? Can you guys plan yeah, for they do this that. race, you all three racing each other? Uh, I mean, Outside of I the mean, Collins Cup. I mean, the problem is is it's going to eventually move to majors, which where all these top athletes will be racing each other. They're not now, but that's the goal. But the one thing I will defend on the point system is if you sit here and look at it right now, and if you just look at it from a larger picture... I would say that it is fairly accurate that I would say that Lucy is arguably your best long course athlete in the world right now. Yeah. And then I would say it takes down. There there could be people that will shuffle and move and like, uh, for example, Kat or Jeannie Metzler. She had an incredible performance, which bumped her up a whole lot. She might be down a little bit lower. Not really for sure. But I would say when it all comes to the end, I would say it's pretty fair. But when once... I would say the system's pretty accurate, and once all the majors are happening and all these athletes are showing up racing each other four or five times a year, but when you're racing around the world and you're not racing anyone, it's just hard. I mean, I mean, how can you get it better than this? Yeah, and they, they tried to say it's the best of the system that we have with COVID, you know, and it was kind of designed slightly early on with COVID in mind, um, 
but I, I think there should be a competition factoring in there. So, you, you know, you're, the more athletes that turn up within the top 10, top 20 in the world, your points should be multiplied by a small percentage factor to encourage people to race against good fields. Not because I think it makes it any more fair, just because it makes it better for us as fans. Because I want to see those races. Like we get in Super League, every week for a month, we had the best people in the world tipping up and going at it head-to-head, like screaming battles. Whereas Iron Man, you can tip up, race something where absolutely nobody races and bang yourself 110 points and you're done with it. So I I, I don't know. I I would just like to encourage head-to-head competition as the main driving factor, which is what individual sport is about. Also, do you lose lose points for DNFs? No, you don't, because it's your top three to score. But... But could but you? DNFs, yeah. But a problem that DNFs do do is DNFs do affect the race overall points. So, for example, if Sam Long DNF'd or didn't DNF and walked and finished the race, it affects Joe's points. Joe might have had higher points. As Yes, it does. And you can talk with Thorsten about that because Ben Hoffman, Lionel, Joe were all three talking about that and they... I can't remember the reason why they said, but know. if Sam did finish the race, it does help. I think Thorsten might say different, but I, I, I get the perception that I'm not convinced. But hey, I don't know. I don't know well enough, Talbot. I don't know. I what? did like your comparison of weighting the points whenever you have people that are ranked higher and things like that. It's essentially what we do with college football here in America. Exactly. It's like whenever the third ranked team plays the eighth ranked team, like. Obviously, they'll move up higher or lower depending on if they played like a non-ranked team. You know what I mean? And it's, it's so right, what you look, could you, like Chelsea's coming from the background where you score points based on your position, and then you have is it the best five over the series, Chelsea? For sorry, the world, we... for the world, for the world series um, oh. triathlon, you have yeah. is it your best five results based on your position? Like your position as a result of. Those so, five scores, is that what you're asking? Yeah, is that how the top, is that how the world champs works for uh, World yeah. Series? Yeah, say there's like five World Series in a year, they'll score like four of them and you're, you're, yeah. you take your best four scores and that's how they decide who's the world rankings. Yeah, I got it. But all the best turn up for those is yeah, an exactly. unfortunate it's thing and yeah, not so. all the best will turn up for Are there two 70.3 many? Memphis this weekend or well, you know, Ironman it's California. All- it's economic supply and demand. There's too yeah. much supply in Iron Man, I think. Yeah. Okay, let's dive into this uh, races this weekend. Seventy point three Memphis is going on this weekend. Sam is still on the start list. We'll see if he races or not. Um, George Goodwin, Sam Appleton, Tim Reed, Jason West, and when I said Sam, I meant Sam Long is still on the start list. Uh, th- that should be a really good race. I think George Goodwin is a phenomenal athlete. He definitely wasn't on form for seventy point three. Yeah, miles, he's had some. Him he's had versus some slight injuries. Sam Appleton. He's had yeah, a, him versus Sam Appleton will be a good one. Yeah, because he was down for Augusta though, but he's had a he's had a bit of an injury, so hopefully he's cleared that and he's uh, back ready to race. Um, going in uh, a redemption race. I know that Ellie probably wants Jeannie's uh, head on a platter. Uh, she probably thinks she can beat her, so that will be an interesting race. Also, you have Jackie Hearing there, uh, Ali, Ali Brower, Leslie Brower Smith, and Leslie Smith. So I don't that'll think be, Ellie uh, wins that. I don't think Ellie wins. I think I think she could come third to both of those girls on the wrong day. It could be interesting. I I could see Jackie with a uh, good bike 
taking the overall win. So that'll be a good one. And Allie's a great swim biker, so that's why she's on this list. She'll probably be first off the bike more than likely or at least ride with Ellie um, to that point. So. Challenge Salou. Challenge Salou. Yeah, give us a rundown, Mark. So it's a, it's a funny little place, Challenge Salou. It's been a growing race over the few years, though. So you've got Braden Curie, Frederick Funk, Carl Smith, Colin Chartier, Pablo Depina, Tom Davies. It's a really good men's field, actually. Um, quite exciting. The front end, Frederick Funk's probably the favourite. He's kind of on form, but Colin Chartier can really run. Carl Smith can really ride. That could be a good race, and Pablo Depina can do all three. Um, he's really due a win. Um, and then in the women's field, Lucy Hall, who's bagged a lot of wins this year. Sarah Perisala, who will swim bike, then probably go backwards. Lisa Norden, who will do all three well. She probably wants a bit of revenge on Lucy Hall after the Challenge Championships, where they went the wrong way and Lucy Hall bagged the win. So it'd be nice to see Lucy, Lisa Norden and Lucy Hall duke it out. Um, but yeah, that's quite a small race, but with quite a decent field. The women's field, I didn't go too far in depth on as far as the ITU athletes coming to um, the long course world, but Fernando Alarza and Jorik Van Egdom all coming from Chelsea's side of the world in the short course draft legal to come to do some half Ironman racing. Very exciting. The right side of the world. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's dive into hot takes. Uh, this is one that I kind of had on there, um, and, and this is just out of curiosity. Mark, you might be able to, uh, because I have two different opinions from two different athletes. Uh, DNFing a race, is it disrespectful to your competitors uh, unless you have a legit mechanical or severe medical problem? Only reason that I brought this up is with Sam Long's DNF, not hating on him at all, but I think you see a lot of pros DNF, and they say it's, it's to save themselves from damaging their body yeah and i see like a lot of age groupers that are signed up for a 750 dollars iron man and are they like oh i'm not really feeling good i don't want to damage my body anymore i want to save it for the next yeah but that's that's like can 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 you damage your body yeah absolutely and it's not damage it's it's fatigue yourself unnecessarily like pros have to race back-to-back weekends and a lot of these pros live literally hand to mouth and yes some athletes have a tendency to drop out more than others um, and some of them choose to do it when it's not going great, uh, and you can knock that a bit. But that, that, they get they get hit by their sponsors for that. But there is an absolutely excellent argument, and I, it annoys me when pros stand on their high hands. Oh, I'll never DNF. But if you are living hand to mouth and you have a choice, you, something's gone horribly wrong. You're not feeling great. You've got gut issues, a bit of a twinge or whatever, and you can drop out there and race three weeks' time and earn a paycheck uh, or get the result you need. I understand why pros in a sport that doesn't pay very well drop out because it does affect it. You run a marathon off the end, about the only person that seems to be able to do it every weekend is bloody Joe Skipper, um, proving me wrong every time. Um, dropping out makes sense for some athletes and I, I do get it. It, annoy, it annoys me to see it and some people do it too often, but for an age grouper, and I am an age grouper before I knock them, they go, oh, I would never DNF. Yeah, that's because you go to work the next day, sit on the couch for the next three months and you'll race again next summer, as I do. You're not trying to race again in two weeks' time, so please don't compare an age group of DNFing to a pro that's trying to earn a living and carry a season through. It's, it's very, very different. That's my but take, and I know I'm on the fence, as you can tell. The, the only way to defend is like you, you, a perfect example is Lionel Sanders walking, puking, throwing up, 
in Quarter Lane and terrible day. Totally his 100% his fault with lack of nutrition knowledge and plan. And why didn't he just say, ah, I'm racing Jan Ferdino head-to-head in three weeks. I'm only yeah. worsening my performance against Jan. And he's like, I ain't pull-. he's never pulled out of a race in his entire career. So he's he like, why would I pull out Has he won an Ironman this year? No. Well, there I you know, go. I know we all think Lionel Sanders is perfect, but I don't think it's fair that just because Lionel does something, that should be the standard. I think everyone is entitled to their own um, reasons for doing things, and we can't judge someone for... DNFing. We have no idea what the mechanical is. We have no idea what the injury is. We have no idea what their plans are. I mean, easy to sit at your couch and judge them, but yeah. And I admire the stubborn. Like I, I admire Lionel's stubbornness, resilience, the finishing, the grit. That it makes. You know, it makes me like him and want to be a fan. But it's not right. Like you can't exactly what Chelsea's saying. Just because one athlete chooses to do that doesn't mean they all should. Um, some athletes, you know, want to peak and they want to win. I think that they should just get points deducted for PPO. That's just my opinion. Why? For DNFs. Uh, I disagree with that. You don't think so? No, not at all. I don't not know why. Like, I, The thing you forget about these athletes is they all pay to go to these races themselves, fly around the world. It costs them a fortune. Like, when they DNF, they don't get paid, and it ends up costing them 10 grand for the race. Like, And they can't afford that. It's only about Jan and a couple of others can afford to do that time in, time out. None of these athletes go to a race and think DNFing is a good outcome for them. If, if you're annoyed as a fan watching it, I guarantee they're more annoyed as an athlete for having to do it. Yeah, I don't know why we want to pour, pour salt in their wounds. Agreed. And, I'm, and, and I'm, this, this has nothing to do with Sam. The more question was, one, do amateurs see it as disrespectful to that Some or do. the fellow competitors? And then can you legitimately further damage or injure yourself and so that's so some yeah I, I, the, the disrespect thing i wonder how many athletes it's probably quite rare there are there are one or two occasions where people felt like they deliberately dropped out rather than be beat by someone that's disrespectful but when i when like joe finishes do you think joe feels disrespected by sam have you spoke to him like not in the slightest no, he sees sam as a great competitor that had a crap day and he will be back again to race I don't. I think if if age groupers or fans etc. feel that, they've probably never been in that position themselves. Because unless you deliberately take a dive because you don't want to be beaten by a rival, that's a bit different. But that's that's very rare. Yeah, yeah. Whenever we get into a situation where people are like, "Oh, I'm racing for points. Ah, I'm not going to get enough points. I'm just going to DNF." Yeah. Or this person's ahead of me in the points, and I'm just going to DNF because then I won't get those points, or they won't get as many points, or things like that. That's the situation that. Well, they still have a lot to lose by going to, to a race. You still have a lot to lose by going to a race and not finishing. You've invested financially in getting there. You've tapered to get there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but the point that's another that, that is though another reason why I'm also not a fan of points just in long distance racing. But Chelsea's right fundamentally. You've got to be very resource rich to uh, consider that as a decent option. Um, okay, next thing, and other good news, Chelsea notified us on something super important. They have rescheduled Junior World Championships, everyone. Oh, where's we that were, We were crushed that it was going to get cancelled because they had to cancel Bermuda, but it's now going to be the same weekend as Abu Dhabi in Portugal. So, juniors will get their shot at a World Champs. Good. That's really cool. Can I add a hot take? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always. The Clash start list for Daytona was released very, very, very recently, as in the last hour. Um, now, a lot of people will have entered this just because they can and they meet the deadline and then they won't race. But to say it's stacked is, I mean, unbelievably ridiculously understating it. And it's not in any sort of order, but you've got Lucy Charles, Paul of Finlay, Lucy Hall. Am I looking for someone on here, Charles? You look more excited about this than you should be. Laura Phillip, Lisa Norden, Imogen Simmons, Jodie Stimpson, uh, Kat Matthews, Indy Lee, Meredith Kessler, Anne Haug, uh, everyone. Basically, absolutely everyone. It's in an email if you guys are trying to find it. Um, and then on the men's side, uh, everyone. I can't see when is this? Uh This is December. Um, can you hundred some of the mails? Okay. Um, it's in no particular order. The big one to start off, fan of the show, Reese Barkley. Um, then you've got Daniel Backgaard, Christian Blumenfeld, uh, Magnus Ditlev, Niels Frombolt, George Goodwin, Frederick Funk, Matt Hansen, uh, Peter Heimrich, Ben Canoe, Sebastian Keenlane, Nick Castletime, Vincent Louis, boom. Tim Ray, uh, Taylor Reed, Joe Skipper, Carl Smith, Andy Starkovitz, Martin Van Riel, Rudy Monberg. I mean, oh. I can. you guys can't see in the podcast here, but Talbot's just put a pillow over his lap. He's so excited by this start list. He's the king of triathlon nerds. Um, and it's, it's completely stacked. But um, I'll make a bet right now. Mark, go know, we'll go back and we'll re-listen to this, and I'll pay you $5 for every name that you just read off that starts in the actual race. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not taking that. Well, as long as I don't have to pay you for them that are off the list, because I think... <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not not at all. Not at all. You don't have to pay me anything. I'll just pay you $5 for every person that you just read off that starts in that race. Yeah, I'll take I'll take your $25 off you now, Sal, but yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, I agree. I, but I, st- I mean, even if half of those start, it'll be our biggest 70-point pre-field outside of their worlds, comfortably. And even if Louis starts, we'll tune in and watch it, won't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, I will. He's, he was posting wind tunnel photos the other day, so I'm not surprised he's, going, he's starting. He's going to race the LA Triathlon on the TT bike, so I think he's getting ready for that first. Is that the HEP? Uh, no, yeah. the uh, Herbalife. End of October? Yeah, Herbalife. Yeah, the Herbalife. Yeah, can't, yeah that was in, that's an invitation. Which I'm surprised he's going. It's not big prize money, so I think he's probably going stateside, is he, anyway, to spend some time with the other half and... Yeah, it's kind of in, convenient. he's in Boulder till then. Watch ah, out, okay. Pat. That makes sense, that makes sense. Anyway, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Right. That was my little hot take. No worries. Are we ready to sign out? Sadly, sure, we are. Yeah, I think Guys, that's all wait, the show for Guys, can I say something today. else? Always. Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be going to Kona soon. Who's going? Well, we were supposed to be. Oh, we were Are you still taking us, Carl? Uh, yeah, we are actually um, working, hopefully in the next month, uh, we'll have sponsors for the show, so I apologize for all of our listeners. Unfortunately, all free stuff must come to an end um, and start investing in ourselves and building this company uh, to do what we ultimately started this for, is to help bring awareness to professional triathlete racing. So, um, with that, uh, we'll leave you guys with that little egg. Tune in every week to find out if we got a sponsor or who our new sponsor is. You got a sponsor? I can't tell everyone right now. I can't believe that. I can't believe it. Talbot's getting jealous. I mean, the professionalism here. Who wouldn't want sponsors? (laughs) 
If if TRS was able to get sponsors for all the years they were on air, I think we could probably get sponsors. Hey, Triathlon Tyrant has about 84 sponsors and he doesn't speak any truth. So come on, we must be in for it. Ooh, okay. You might have to bleep some things. Time to go. <laughs> no, Wait. no, we aren't believing that out. That's amazing. I gotta say one more thing that we didn't even address last week's podcast, and we didn't even say it in this week's podcast. Unless you live under a rock, Kona has been moved to uh, oh, yeah. St. George. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. What? <laughs> if you want the so, if you want the info kidding. on that, Talbot's covered it nicely in his in a post on his Instagram, and the comments add some balance to it. Um, most of the pros are pretty happy about it. Yeah, they just want to get a race under their belts. Age group is not so much. And for the first time ever, uh, world championships in Kailua Kona will be on two days. So I do want to say a little hack in this whole thing real quick before we get off. So St. George was an age group race, and when they made it the world championship race, they gave everyone the option to join it. So the people that were already signed up for St. George... Uh, just automatically got entered into the world championship as they're going to mix those fields. Um, I won't say their name on here, but there was a link that after they announced it, uh, that link was still active. <laughs> and a lot of people were still signing up to race the world championship in St. George. No way. Yeah. And then uh, the link finally got removed, but all of them got in, so I thought that, that was pretty funny. So, How do you yeah. find some chances, so Talbot? If you get crowned, if you get oh, crowned I, as a I, champion... I, I, I clicked on the link to go... I asked him to send it to me, and he said it doesn't work anymore. I said, can you still send it to me, because I'd love to sign up. <laughs> it's the closest I'll ever get to a world championship. Here's a debate for you. The age groupers that signed up before it was world championship, if they win their age group, are they technically now de facto it world champions? It won't happen. Like, it, it won't happen, if it does, I mean, it, it, it does. would be, but then, then, then they would have qualified anyway by right. You know, if they're good enough to win their age group in the World Championships because they happen to be in St George, well, do you know what? They deserve to win it anyway because they're the best age group in the world. And if anyone's sad about that, well, tough tips. So, tough can we? Tits. Sorry, sorry. Say one more thing. Now that we've told everyone we're gonna have a sponsor, can we tell everyone else our other really big news? None of you guys. Are yeah, know. we're gonna do a podcast relay. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're, we're 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 taking applicants. Um, so we're going to do a three-legged triathlon relay. Are we not, Charles? Yeah. We need a sixth yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. So to make out to make up the sixth person, we need a uh, one lucky listener to join yep. our relay. Details can, to follow. And lucky listener can choose whose team they're going to be on. Talbot, Talbot, racing each other. Talbot, we're doing, we're doing a race, a, Talbot. Yeah, we're doing an Ironman relay. One's gonna swim, one's gonna bite, one's gonna run. There's only five of us, so we need a lucky listener. Um, it's me, Chelsea, Mark and a listener. Mark on the bike would be interesting. <laughs> me, me, You're Chelsea, and a listener you versus you three. I've just dabsied Chelsea. You're hired a guy if you think I'm gonna run. I'm, I, I will swim probably because that's the shortest one. You could swim, pack a bike, and then I could. Who would I run against? I would. I. All right. You could run against me. Stay tuned for next week. Okay. Are you going to run, Chelsea? You don't want to swim. I'm biking, but It's way. a marathon? That's... I don't know if I can do a marathon. Last thing, we're, and then we're going to close off. Uh, Lionel Sanders launched a Discord, whatever to that. It, but I've been on it all week. It's a really cool thing, and I plan to launch one for all of Triathlon and also Pro Tri News. And it's a really fun way for fans to stay engaged and involved. So stay tuned on that. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.